0: Coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name's Dave Gapkovitz, and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee to double your profits within three years or give you your money back.
1: Good day. Uh, this is Mike Watkins. I'm here with Dave Katkovitz, and we're in the EBITA Growth Systems Studio. Dave, how are you doing today?
0: You know, I'm doing good. I'm, uh, I'm a little sad. I, uh, I waited my my whole adult life to buy a certain car that I really wanted. Uh, I always thought the BMW M550 was a car that was really just I, I coveted that car more than I should have, but. Love that car, it's fast. Um, And I've had it about a year. And you know what, Mike? I think uh, I'm putting her up for adoption. I mean, I got about 12,000 miles on it. I think I'm gonna sell it because I love my Ford truck and I just, (laughs) I drive it more. Snow, rain, I find myself not driving my car and I'm like, well.
1: Who are you and what have you done today? (laughs) Exactly.
0: I like the speed. Old, uh, I, I name all my vehicles so my truck's name is Hank yeah. <laughs> old Hank doesn't have much get up and go <laughs> but uh, you know I don't care if I drive them every day and, and uh, I get around and uh, I'm just fine so I think uh, I think I'm going to sell that beautiful blue car of mine
1: So there's good news and bad news I'm going to tell you the good news is um, you're getting older <laughs> hey, oh. Yeah. oh I know <laughs> because I uh, you know, you're younger than me, but I had my fast car days, racing Porsches and driving BMWs, and I just realized from a value standpoint, I mean, it, you know, it's just, it's just not there, right? Right. Um, but, you know, that, but you know, it's easy for us to say that because we had the good fortune and the blessing to experience right that and realize, okay, I've done that and I'm ready to move on. Yeah, exactly. It's a
0: beautiful car, but you know what? Someone else wants a car like that, and uh, the depreciation is already there, and someone's gonna get a good deal on a wonderful car. But, uh, you know, how are you doing, Mike?
1: Um, You know, I'm I'm doing fantastic. Uh, It's 2021 now, and uh, 2020 is behind us, and uh, I'm always a half full glass of water kind of guy, but I couldn't be so excited about 2021. I mean, I'm just really, ready for it.
0: What do you think about this new COVID vaccine?
1: Well, I think that uh, what I've been reading, um, they've approached it differently than other vaccines. Um, so the science behind it is, is very different in terms of uh, RNA and DNA. I'm not going to pretend I know what that means. But uh, so I'm, I'm bullish on it. I think, I think they got the uh, science right. And... But it's time I'll be in line to get mine.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you, instead of uh, dropping the virus and making your body make the antibodies or remapping RNA and DNA and to where we know how to fight it, it's, uh, it's very interesting. Very interesting. But, uh, you know, hey, you know, what are we talking about today? What's, uh, what's today's subject there, Mike?
1: So we're going to talk about uh, anything that's worth doing is uh, worth doing right.
0: Oh, man, do I have a story for this one. Well, share Here it with us. My uh, my grandfather was a, a very successful businessman. He was actually a chemist. Um, um, he was known as the Nose of New York. So when you earn a, a title like that, it's uh, it was really, I always thought it was funny that he had like a two-foot solid bronze nose that was gifted to him. That's kind of funny. But he traveled the world and put uh, essences together and did work for uh, people like Menon and Lorraine and... Chanel and all those guys. So I mean, he was, he did really well. And I remember he came to visit one year, and uh, my mother loved to make me weed the flower bed. I mean, she. I I know that when I left the front door to weed the flower bed, my mother had like an evil grin to her. <laughs> You know you're going to be spending hours out there. My buddies be riding their bikes by eight days. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I can't get too much trouble, <laughs> you know. Weeding the damn flower bed. Anyway, I'm out in the flower bed, pulling weeds, and I'm weeding as fast as I could, and I'm I'm breaking everything off the, at the you know where the soil is. And my grandfather walks out there, and he says, David, he said anything worth doing is worth doing right. He said you realize that if you just hurry up. It's going to look just as bad on Wednesday. This is a Monday. It's going to look just as bad on Wednesday. But if you make sure and go get the tool and make sure you get everything out, it's going to take you an extra hour, he said, but you won't have to weed till next Monday. And when you do weed, things will come out easier. He said, so do it right. Build a good foundation and you will reap rewards tomorrow and the next day and the day after instead of having your mom make you go out and weed tomorrow and the next day too.
1: Man, that is uh, so true on so many different levels. I mean, we're gonna talk about it in the context of your business today, but that is just a life lesson. Oh, it's uh, for being a human
0: being, for being a spouse, for being a parent, for being an employee, employer, for being just somebody in line at the grocery store. You You see a piece of trash on the floor, pick it up and throw it away. Um, you know, that's a good topic. We ought to take that one, but I mean, just, just in being a human being, anything worth doing is worth doing right. It makes life a lot more rich, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So when, what, what does that look like for a business?
0: Well, for me, um, I go right to the foundations of business. I go right to the everything. I look at a business. It's, um, do I have a mission, vision, values? Do I have a strategy? you know, am I executing that strategy? Um, when I look myself in the mirror and look at my business, is it built on that? Yes, yes. You know, cause if you don't have a mission, vision values and that's the tricky one, right? Yes. And, and I'm sure yeah, I'm, I have a story and I know you probably have a story about this too. Uh, I've been to many consulting practices or events where you just throw something together where Hey, you have a book that's 500 pages thick, and you need to do a mission, vision, values, and you have really you have to run your business, so you only have like 15 minutes to go ahead and throw something together, and so you and your business partner, you alone, sit in this closet, and I'm, I'm mission. I'm going to look up a couple missions on Google. Ah, that one sounds kind of good, and we am going to morph it a little bit to where it sounds like mine. Good mission, vision, values, check mark. But I didn't talk to my employees. I didn't get their buy-in. I didn't get their suggestions. So it's my mission. It's my vision. It's my values. But it's not my. It's not my company's mission. It's just mine.
1: It might be even worse than that, Dave. It's not even yours. I mean, you're not committed to it either. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Google. Hopefully, Google was right when I did that mission. <laughs> Absolutely. What's your story on that? Well, I mean, I think. Uh... In the work that we've done in the last few years and then prior to that my work for 20 years, um, it was rare that I came across a small business with a mission, vision, values to share. And then in my corporate clients, the enterprise clients, they all had mission, vision, values, but no one, uh, I can't, it's in that desk drawer or John's got them or I mean, it, no one lived the mission, vision, values because no one knew what they were. Where's John? Yeah, yeah. well, he, we, we let him go six months ago. So, uh, mission, vision, value either a company doesn't have them or they have them stuck in a drawer somewhere. And uh, it's just a real missed opportunity because uh, if a company knows why they exist, then they can share that with their employees and uh and then their employees can live that out mm-hmm. and the customers now know what your culture is because as we always say culture is the experience that your customer has with your value proposition so if you don't share admission vision and values with your employees then what your customers are experiencing with your value proposition is probably a mixed bag
0: and some people look at this like it's a daunting task but i'll tell you what mike when we take the one-page marketing plan and we, we get with our clients when we first sign people up and we get we get them and we get to supporting cast with them. And we get in a room and we start talking about um, mission, vision, values, brand promise, et cetera, et cetera. I think that is so fun because the rich conversation comes out of that. It goes back and forth. You know, we guide them through that exercise and everybody brings up their ideas and, hey, let's talk about this. And then we talk about the business planning after we do business planning at the end of every year, getting ready for the next year so. Oh, we aren't in the business of hitting singles. We hit home runs, right? So we're always hitting our business plan and we revisit that marketing plan to make sure that really fits. But it's really neat to see the companies and the staff come around that and form that together. Um, it's not daunting. It's actually kind of fun. You just got to have it facilitated, right? Yeah,
1: and it's it's interesting. Sometimes the, the mission flows off the top of someone's head. Sometimes... Uh we get stuck on the mission sometimes we get stuck on the vision but the values flow mm-hmm. and you know so from the values then the vision kind of emulates uh, the, the the values uh, the vision emulates the values and then all of a sudden the mission comes into vision so it's it's uh those three go together but uh, there's no particular order but like you said it's always a really fun exercise to work on
0: oh man and then uh then really you build a strategy from there. Once you kind of know who you are and what you want to do and where you want to go, it's, um, okay, let's build a strategy around this. It's, uh, I want to sell vehicles. And for me to sell vehicles, I need to be in this location. And I need these kind of people to sell vehicles. And I need, I want to sell this kind of vehicle because geographically, this kind of vehicle does best. So let's talk about this. And, and it's, uh, and it's, And yeah, we usually deal with uh, service business and manufacturing, but just to discuss how you put together a strategy, it's a great illustration. It's you look at all the factors and you build a strategy over three to five years and when you're going to do it and how you're going to do it, how you're going to roll it out, and then what customers really need you. So you really build that in your strategy, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's just just amazing. Um, You know, you get people together. And you say, okay, well, you know, we, we establish this mission, vision, values, and, uh, and then it's like we're in a huddle where we and we okay break, and uh, we haven't decided where we're headed, we haven't decided what success looks like, we haven't decided any of those things. We just, we have mission, vision, value, and we break, and then everyone goes and gives it their best effort, but they're not all pushing in the same direction. So establishing that strategy is, is how we make sure everyone pushes in the same direction, leveraging that mission, vision, and value set that we've developed. And then that strategy might be a three to five year strategy. I mean, typically it is. And then the the plans, the, the financial plan, the sales plan, the marketing plan, the operations plan, and the, and the management plan, those are your current year executables. And right, that's, and that's where having the coach comes in, holding you accountable to those current right. executables. And laying that
0: strategy out is like laying a two-inch thick rope that's 15 feet on the ground, and you can do it, and you can grab one end, and you can start pushing toward the other, and just start pushing it. Next thing you know, is you got a ball of rope, right? But a good strategy, every two or three feet, you have somebody holding onto that rope. And when you have 10 people holding a 20 foot rope, you can move almost any vehicle you want with that. Sure, sure, and absolutely. it's kind of, it's amazing, but your strategy really sets people alongside of that rope to make sure you're, pull, you're pulling in one direction, at what pace, at what, uh, how much horsepower you're putting behind it, how big the rope is that you're using, how long the rope is that you're using, I mean, there's so much goes into that, but strategy is just like laying a rope on the ground and saying, okay, how am I going to deal with this and which way am I going to go with it? Right? What do you, yeah, think? What well, do you think of
1: that? I mean, to, to use a sports metaphor, you have teams that uh, game plan, so they have a strategy for that game and they make, make course corrections at halftime, but they start off with a strategy um, and then they have a plan to execute that strategy. Um, and the best coaches in the world are really good at strategizing, you know, uh, for that, and, and, then, and then developing a plan around that, that strategy. I remember my wife, um, This is, I graduated a year, from, um, I had her in college, and then I... they had uh, college back then? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I was going to go up for her graduation, and I lived in Florida at the time, and we went to school in Rochester, New York, so I had to drive from Florida to upstate New York and Dave I just jumped in my car and started driving north I mean I literally did that and I, I had no map but I figured you know how could you miss New York right I mean just drive north well you can well imagine that that trip took me probably three times longer than it should have I was on county roads I mean I how did, how did how did Nashville look <laughs> yeah, yeah right. and uh, but that's what small business owners do all day every day they just head to new york i got to new york but it it took me three times longer than it should have it was way more expensive and it was treacherous i mean i almost got killed because i had to drive through a a, a hurricane i mean a a twister or whatever you call it tornado tornado um so it's it's yeah you can't just Call to
0: play, break, and not have the strategy or plan. So, yeah, you say, uh, we say this all the time: it's, you can do 10 years in business or you can do one year 10 times. And without a strategy, without mission, vision, values, you were setting yourself up to do one year 10 times. And you're wondering 10 years down the road, you look back and say, why doesn't last year look different than my first year? Why do I always have? 2% profit or why do I always just break even why do I always have turnover why do I always have this um, take a look at your strategy and when you open that drawer you might find out you don't have one sure but if you have one share it use it right bring yeah. it back bring it back keep it front and center I mean that's why people post them in the front lobby right but all your people don't live in the front lobby that's why some people put them in banners over their production sure I sure. mean Nike Nike Probably a lot of people see something that says, just do
1: it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, I did read that book, by the way, Shoe Dog, um, from Phil Knight. And uh, I'm telling you, I'm, I was jumping up and down in my study. I, I got so fired up after reading that book. And uh, so I highly recommend that book. But for, for sure, I mean, it was all about culture at Nike. And, they, and they, they held fast to their culture, and that was a critical piece of their growth. But um, there's all kinds of success stories uh, of businesses that uh, are, are bellwethers in our country. But when you read about each one of those bellwether companies, they all had a plan, they all had a strategy, they all had a culture that they were adhering to, and um, and as a result, they, they won in their particular domain.
0: And, and something people need to hear People think that they jump into a business and voila, culture. Culture is set up by a mission, vision, values, a strategy, wins. It's a culture of winning, a culture of taking these tasks. The third and the biggest part of this whole thing is plan to execute that strategy. That's that's your short term. So a strategy can be three to five years, but when you plan to execute your strategy, it's typically, it's inside that year. Mm -hmm. So it's something that you have to take that, keep your eye on it, and execute. And those little executions create a culture of executing. It creates a culture of winning. It ta- It's a culture of completing. It's a culture of sticking to your mission and values. And then that's how you build a culture. Sure. You, a culture sure. is built.
1: It's not just said. No doubt about it. In fact, uh, last story, Dave uh, had a software company when I moved here from um, D.C., and uh, we had just—I just come off the sale of a publicly traded company, so that little cash in my pocket. Carol and I said, "Let's get back out to Colorado. and come out here, and then I get—I uh, get brought on board to run a startup software company." And uh, I was not purposeful about developing a culture. I just want to sell some software. I'm going to tell you something. You're going to get a culture. You can either be purposeful about the culture that you get, or you can just let it happen. But you're urban, you are going to get a culture. And the one I got was poisonous. I mean, it was terrible. Ops and sales at each other's throats. Sales and marketing at each other's throats. Software development and marketing at each other's throats. I, My whole job was uh, crowd control. I mean, we, we literally could not make the advances that we needed to make because my culture was so bad.
0: I'll tell you. And culture, culture will stop product moving in its tracks. It'll stop sales. It'll stop revenue. You can't just build a culture on a dollar sign. I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be about winning. It's got to be about success, and it's got to be about a team, right? That's uh, the five dysfunctions of a team. fit Fit that story almost sure. perfect, right? Sure, if you sure. read through there, that whole story. Absolutely. It's uh, it's amazing when, when you care about the person that's next to you pulling a rope and you're helping them and they're helping you and you're working together to pull that rope instead of, Hey, you're, you're pulling North and I'm pulling South. Sure, sure, But, uh, this is super critical to have this basis, to have a strategy, to execute your strategy and, and create a really good, powerful winning culture. Um, we can't, we can't say it enough. So at the end of the day, what we'll tell you in business and in life Anything worth doing is worth doing right. Right on do. Right on Mike. We at EBITDA Growth Systems do what we do because we want to impact lives through improving business performance. If you want more information, go to our contact page at www.ebitagrowsystems.com. That's E-B-I-T-D-A growthsystems.com.